Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Bill Reed. Bill is the CEO of a very cool company called Remotely Me. Now, Gallup is quoted often in employee engagement in all sorts of areas, but Gallup says 80% of workers don't trust employers. And then Deloitte says high trust workplaces drive 400% better performance. So measuring and improving trust should be a primary goal for all HR teams and executives. And that is what Remotely Me is trying to solve for employers. So it's fascinating to get into, and I'm really keen to see what they do and how they do it. But firstly, Bill, thank you very much for joining me today. Great to be here. Thanks so much for uh, today's interview. Absolutely, absolutely. And whereabouts are you based? San Diego, California. Oh, nice. Sunny part of the world. Very good. You guys, you've got the visual neuroscience assessments, and you've also got the career advancement platforms. But there's a central element to all of that, which is trust. So maybe I can pass it to you. Can you give us a bit of a, an overview of what Remotely Me is and does? Absolutely. Well, of course, the pandemic changed the way we work in many dramatic ways. And even though there are a lot of companies that are trying to go back to the office, employees are finding or their consultants, et cetera, that many of them prefer to stay remote. So this is exacerbating a problem that you mentioned earlier called trust. It's been around for a long time, but no one's been able to figure out how to solve it. It increases stress, and that then requires organizations to figure out how to deal with it. And they're using all kinds of things, from employee surveys to engagement platforms, foosball tables, you know, whatever. (laughs) And none of it is solving this problem. So what happens is within 18 months, they get close to 80% of their employees either fail, quit, or what's called quiet quit, which means they just stop working. So it's a really serious problem. It's costing firms globally around $9 trillion per year. And that's what we have now been able to solve with our cognitive AI and visual neuroscience. So that sounds fancy and complicated. How does it actually work in practice? So if you look at the way we've been trying to solve this problem, Again, with either engagement surveys, you know, do you like your job, your boss, and your dog, or these so-called assessments, which are really more personality tests. Some of these were invented in the 20s and 40s or 80s, and long before we knew about neuroscience. So we have to change that around. And visual neuroscience shows us that our brains, really three parts of our brain, logical, emotional, and instinctual, prefer different types of content. Logical brain likes more written words and text and numbers, whereas our other two brains responsible for 90% of our decisions are more visual. That's a problem for these text-based tests. They're asking you to make decisions about who you are by talking to 10% of your brain. So they have low validity rates, really low completion rates. They don't appeal to younger generations that like TikTok and YouTube. Our visual neuroscience turns that around by basically attracting your eyes to certain part of the video 
And then you'll answer these questions and that can give us an inclination of your brain dominance and balance, which tells us your soft skills and your trust factors. Wow. What do you mean by visually attracting them to different parts of the video? I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. You bet. So I mentioned you've got three brains, not just one. <laughs> your cortex, your limbic system, and then of course, what's called your reptilian complex. And certain people have more dominance in certain areas for those parts of your brain. So we use that. Again, three parts of your brain. So we divide the video into three quadrants. And your answers then are related to those three quadrants. If you are attracted more to quadrant one, you're going to answer the question more on that side. That tells us perhaps you have more logical dominance, maybe a higher norepinephrine set point. Or if you answer more on the right side of the screen, you probably have higher serotonin set points and you may have a more emotional brain balance, if you will. That equates directly to what you're good at. You're more analytical, you're probably going to be a little better at engineering. If you're more, say, emotional and caring and empathetic, you're probably going to be a little better at customer service. We're the first to actually create intellectual property that makes that connection. That's the really groundbreaking science here. Wow. That is very different indeed. So if I'm drawn to certain quadrants, let's say maybe the reptilian side, does that mean I'm not going to get the job because I instinctively go to fight or flight and I'm going to start fights in the workplace? No, I'll give you an example. Better Homes and Gardens, they had about an 85% realtor failure rate within the first year, costing them a lot for onboarding and training and all of that. And we found that there were certain areas that were more dominant in their brain, certain profile types, if you will, three distinct profile types that seemed to be better at that particular role. So now what Better Homes and Gardens can do is provide these assessments to realtor candidates and then guide them toward the right position by saying, look, this shows that you may not be the best for a field agent, but you'd be fantastic over here in this particular area of real estate and guide them to the right career path. We're doing this for CoLab Youth with young adults by showing them where their strengths are so that you are basically using your strengths to be more productive. And that helps them to be productive in their environments. Wells Fargo, T-Mobile, Target, and so forth use our guidebooks to help coach them and guide them toward the right careers, internships, or mentorships. So where does the, the trust aspect come into it? I understand that there are different elements or aspects to our brain function, and we might lean to different quadrants, but how does it turn into trust? Well, even before Deloitte did their study, there were a number of neuroscientists, many who I've talked with, and one of them who is our chief science officer, is a PhD neuroscientist. He wrote a book about it. I wrote a couple of books about it. But what we've discovered is that trust is critical to the success of an organization. Let's face it, nobody wants to walk into a job and get stabbed in the back by their co-workers. <laughs> they don't want to have their work stolen. They don't want to have their boss lie to them. You want organizations that are more transparent. It's difficult. We're seeing these organizations now who six months ago said, you can work remote and hired people to work remote and then just switched course 180 degrees and basically 
were not honest with people and transparent with them and said, we've changed our mind completely. And if you don't come back to the office, you're going to get fired. Well, that dramatically undermines trust. So what we tell organizations is that even if you hate people, the studies show that if you build a high trust environment, and we actually can certify professionals to be high trust professionals and organizations to be high trust businesses, you will have all of the results that Deloitte has said. 88% more customer loyalty, 80% more productivity. So again, if all you care about is the bottom line, you should learn how to love your employees by trusting them. No, I get that. I'm sure the opposite of that is why they invented the carbon copy. So I understand the trust is critical and it also facilitates you know, that learning from failures or mistakes, all that kind of stuff so that the organization can improve as it constantly evolves. How do you assess or incorporate that into the neuroscience side of things? So once we know what the set points are and we know what the soft skills and the balances are and where your strengths are, we create what we call playbooks and also reports. So you see this in a report and within that report, we have all kinds of cool stuff that shows Hey, it looks like your soft skills, maybe you're a little bit low for the position you're currently in. And then you could select various positions that you are aspiring to maybe move into, either in your organization or another firm. And then we can recommend within what we call our career advancement platform, those specific courses that will help improve your leadership skills, your soft skills, and your trust factors that can really dramatically accelerate your career. And you can have your certification logo right on your LinkedIn profile, your resume to show why you are now an employee that can be trusted, but also has high soft skills for the specific areas you're looking for. And so we encourage organizations who maybe are using assessments or they're using evaluations, et cetera. What do you do after you find out something? Are you just sending them to a LinkedIn or Udemy and saying, hey, you pick the courses you want, one size fits all, rather than personalizing their career development? That's really going to be the key for all of this to actually work and to make some improvements in your environment. Nice. Very good. So what kind of employers would be best suited to using Remotely Me? We're working with small businesses because those are mostly what uh, the entrepreneurial operating system, that's a framework used by about 170,000 businesses around the world. And the current, they're called visionaries. They're essentially the leaders of EOS worldwide wrote the forward to my next book. And so we're partnered with them. We're working with them to spread the word to these small businesses, but working with large organizations. Some of our advisors, our board advisors, our CXOs with Southwest Airlines, Royal Caribbean, Dish Network, Walmart, Udemy, and so forth. And they have said this is groundbreaking. They've not been able to properly assess blue-collar workers, for example. It's difficult to do. It's expensive. And we can make it affordable and simple to do it. So businesses of all sizes can use these. It's really you know, if you're a five-person company, you can't afford to lose one person. That's 20% of your workforce. Yeah. So any Plus, size company would benefit from this. Yeah. Plus the workload that gets assigned to the remaining people, all that sort of stuff. Is there any sort of calibration or something like that required for a, 
a company that decides, yeah, we're going to use remotely before hiring or development for the staff, do they need to go through a calibration process or is it plug and play? How does that work? It is very much plug and play. It's really quite simple. It's very inexpensive. It's only $19 per an assessment. So it's not going to break the bank at all. Nice. And all you do is provide a nine-minute assessment. So again, we're visual. Your brain processes visual elements 60,000 times faster than text. So the other guys are taking 45 minutes to an hour. We take nine minutes. Wow. And we have a 93% Chromebacks Alpha validity as compared to maybe 50 to 70%. So it's very simple. They take this assessment. There's no way that you can cheat on it. It's not a test. It really is an assessment to determine what your set points are. And from there, we can create a nice dashboard that shows you the balance of your organization, shows you where individuals maybe need some help improving specific soft skills or trust factors. And then we can direct them to the acceleration platform, if you will, to be able to do that. I love it. Now, if I turn to the business growth side of things, what are you doing to market and get the word out there about the business? We actually, of course, have our partnerships. As I mentioned with EOS Worldwide, we're doing a number of things with them moving forward. And we also are leveraging our board advisors. I mentioned who they are. They are making introductions and opening the doors. And we also have a very large network that we've created on LinkedIn, for example with tens of thousands of individuals, decision makers. We run several groups on LinkedIn. We're sending out newsletters. We're writing all kinds of blogs and articles, et cetera, being published everywhere. So the word is getting out there. We've won several awards. A leading analyst selected us as a top 25 work tech vendor. And then the Society of Human Resource Management, the largest in the world, about 300,000 members, selected us as a finalist for the Better Workplaces Challenge Cup. Wow. Well done. Yeah, that's an impressive result there. And how do you find LinkedIn? You mentioned groups. Sometimes they're great and sometimes they ghost towns. It can be hard work to keep them engaging. What are your thoughts on that? We found that if you engage with people in the right way, typically what we want to do is connect with people, create a connection there, invite them to one of our groups. And then within the groups, really, it's more about thought leadership you know, we have policies in our groups. We're not about spamming or advertising. This is more about providing information and thought leadership. So our groups are the Leaders Forum is one of those very popular by invitation only, all these groups. We have a tech execs groups for the, the technology side. We have sales and marketing groups and so on, depending upon your interest. We even have a neuromarketing marketing group that we also sponsor. Very good, very good. Some of the companies that have been on this show, like Bamboo HR and things like that, they often partner up with consultants, whether that's HR consultants, recruitment firms, things like that, whereby they go in and they're doing projects, maybe ongoing work to help them in different areas. It might be learning development or embedding new talent models, whatever it may be. But sometimes they then refer in technology partners as a way of helping the client, but also it refers in business. Do you guys do that or are you looking to do that in the future? We do. We have a number of recruiting firms who are finding great benefit in being able to automate. Many of the recruiters out there are spending hours trying to pre-assess and look at LinkedIn profiles. We have an app. It's a browser app that with one click will extract all of the LinkedIn data. 
And then we use our cognitive AI and neuroscience to analyze that. And it's pretty accurate, even with a limited amount of data, to determine what their soft skill balances are, what their profile is, and even more importantly, what their communication preferences are. Wow. Now what we can do is prompt ChatGPT to be able to communicate directly with them and personalize those messages using all this information we've extracted and that we've obtained. Really powerful for them, saves them hundreds and hundreds of hours. Other consultants for HR using this as well to be able to engage with their clients and help them. We have an organization that basically provides employee engagement consulting, and they're using our visual neuroscience now for their profiles. So we can OEM this, if you will, to certain organizations. I love it. So what does the future hold for Remotely Me and its place in the world of work? Well, again, now that we've won several awards and we're getting quite a bit of traction with customers, we do have some investors that are now talking to us and we expect to close the next round somewhere around the Q1 timeframe and accelerate from there. The goal is like all companies, you want to hit the proverbial 100 million within five years. More likely, we'll probably get acquired before then because we've got some pretty cool stuff that it would take a company years to figure it out. We did a lot of trial and error to get to where we are now. Uh, We literally have thousands of people that have used this and we adjusted our versions going from say the low 70% Chromevacs Alpha to now 93%. That took years. You're not going to get there overnight if you start today. So I think an acquisition is probably more likely, but you never know. Right. So there's so much research and intelligence embedded within the development of the product that it's hard for newcomers to just suddenly catch up. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Unless you've got neuroscience experts on staff and have spent years actually looking at how to make the connection between the brain and work and your attributes and so on, that's not something you're going to be able to just pull a few smart people in and have something that actually works but also has better than a 90, 92% approval rating. You can't make people mad when they take these things. They have to actually (laughs) quite like it. Yeah, definitely. So Bill, if people want to learn more about Remotely Me, what should they do next? Real simple, remotelyme.com. That's all you have to do. Pop up to remotelyme.com and everything you need's up there. We've got information, videos, et cetera. You can ping us there ask to be contacted. You can even schedule a demo if you'd like. You can see a difference between the text-based tests and the visual and try it out yourself. It's only $19. So just pop up, try it out yourself. And if you're just an individual, you're curious for $19, as well as a couple of other things that you need to do, you can certify as a high trust professional. Again, that can look really cool in your resume. Nice. That's a very clever approach. So folks, if you're listening to this on the go, it's remotely me. We'll have the link to that in the show notes. We'll also have the link to the LinkedIn page so you can follow them there and maybe check out some of the groups and things like that. Invitation only, of course. But otherwise, Bill, you've created something amazing there. And I think there's a very bright future and you're going to make a difference in the world of work. So thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for joining me on the show today. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the time, Ben. Great talking with you. And perhaps we'll run into each other next time I'm in the UK. Brilliant. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. 
That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.